The NBA playoffs are here. And we all know playoff mode is a thing. Listen to the evidence. Playoff crowds are going wild. Playoff players are lighting up the court. Even your speakers are in playoff mode. Okay, we'll take it down a notch, but just a notch. Because this is the Turn It Up to 11 NBA Playoffs. Playoff mode is clearly a thing. The NBA Playoffs presented by Google Pixel continue on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Welcome along to The Rest is Football with uh, me, Gary Lineker, Alan Shearer and Micah Richards. This time we're going to be answering the latest batch of your questions. You can send them to at restisfootball on all the main social channels or email us at therestisfootball at gmail.com. We're going to jump straight in today uh, with this one uh, from Blinds85. Would Micah have preferred to play against a prime shearer or a prime <laughs> linica? I'm not sure what prime means. That's a very good question, actually. I would have liked to play against shearer mm. because he was a lot more physical. I think your movement, mm. and I've watched a lot of your clips, your movement was very, very good. So just when I think, I've got you. You'd never But I'd like the physical battle <laughs> yeah. with, with Alan. So yeah. I'm going to go Alan on that one. Okay, that's good. I knew you want to play against him. He's much easier to play against. <laughs> Here's one for you, Alan, actually, um, from Ian Finch. I recognise that name. I wonder if that's the... Oh, Finchy! Match of the Day producer, oh, quite possibly. Right. He's a big fan of the podcast, obviously. Great stuff, Finchy. Uh, if All Night Long by Lionel Richie wasn't available on the karaoke machine, what tune would you... You choose as a backup, Alan. Your sex is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, that's um, oh, yeah. brilliant. We've had some ex- we've had we had some fun, don't we? Have, at World Cups oh. and the European Championship with the the odd sing song after an England win or something. Remember the the cheese straws, Alan? In, in the breadstick, wasn't it? Yeah, the breadstick right. man in Moscow. Yeah. In Moscow, it was. It was. Yeah, you're yeah, supposed to sing night, with it, it, not eat it. You yeah. remember that? That's yeah. what you said to me. Uh, that was the other one in that was in Qatar as well. We had. Yes. fun night towards the end we have to make our own entertainment at times I mean they're quite long months those those tournaments together I mean <laughs> yeah. there's lots of football and lots of work but by the time you get to the quarterfinals there's big gaps in between but I know we, um, it's yeah. for, the, for them to ask but what has been your best tournament in terms of broadcasting which have you enjoyed the oh, most since you've been crikey. doing it um, I know it's supposed to be quick fire but I mean I think I think I'd maybe maybe actually Moscow. I know that's a bit strange, and we you know yeah. what's happened in in Russia subsequently, in, and had already happened in terms of um, before that in, in, on the war front and Ukraine and stuff. But it was it was a fun World Cup. Um, the football was great. Um, the stadiums um, were great as well. The only thing is with that one, we we had to do them in the in the studio in Red Square. And the one thing that Qatar had the edge on, which was purely selfish reasons, is that we could, because it's such a tiny country, we could actually go to every game, couldn't we? Yeah. And actually being in the stadium is so much better than than broadcasting a game where you're actually watching it on the telly. You know what I mean, Alan? It was that yeah, was a, right. that was a real plus for that tournament, wasn't it? By the sheer geographical. I mean, nature in the, of the, in the end, that when England were playing, 
Oh, they played in that stadium. We, we were moaning that it was too far away when it was, what, 55 <laughs> minutes away? <laughs> in, in what, in three years' time, the travelling we're going to have to do in between games is going to be mad, isn't it, when it's in, was it America, Canada and Mexico, is it? I think it is. Exactly. I think my favourite, the favourite broadcast, though, in any World Cup that I've, I, I've done would, would be the final in Qatar. Well, I yeah, mean, how extraordinary, it? that extra time was breathtaking, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely amazing. Um, Strictly Alex has asked, which current Premier League player do you most think resembles your playing style? Ooh, that's a very good question. Are you going to start that one? My, I'll give you time to think, because I'm, I'm going to go with... Um, this is not me being boastful, although it sounds... <laughs> um, I'm going to say um, Harland. Um, purely because of his... <laughs> that for you? Abram. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Oh, How have you let him get away with that, Alan? Go on. You're more like his fucking dad, Alfie. Uh, oh, I think it's the hairstyle mainly that, that does it. No, but in terms of... He's like a bigger, faster, better version of me. That's the, so I can bring it back a little bit there because whenever I watch football, I, I generally watch it from a striker's perspective and, uh, and in terms of the movement. And when I watch games, I always look at where the striker's going to go and I always think, get in there. And every time I do it with Haaland, he does exactly what I think in terms of creating that space for himself. And uh, so there you go. So whether it's, it's boastful or not boastful, that will leave you to decide. But um, Alan... Yeah, I was, was going to say him as well, Gary. <laughs> Good man. I would, You've I saved would, me out. You've saved I my would, shame. Um, I would fancy my chances to get 50 goals a season yeah. in that Man City team. Me too. Me too. What yeah. about you, Micah? Oh, it, Obviously, it's, it's Zabaleta maybe? <laughs> <laughs> we can't mention Zabaleta on this podcast or I'm walking. <laughs> I'm only joking. We love, we love Zabaleta. Yeah. Um... No, it's too it's too difficult to 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 pick someone really. Maybe maybe a, a lesser level, a Reese James, where he could play centre half, free at the back, and he can play right back. Yeah. So I'd go Reese James. Uh, yeah, that's a good shout. Um, we've got one from Alum Fox asking, which is the strangest pre-match routine you've witnessed or heard about? Ooh. What was your pre-match routine, Alan? I did. I didn't have one. I didn't. It wasn't. I mean, I, certainly in the dressing room, I've seen people put left sock on before mm. right sock, oh, not putting their I top on until they're out in the in, the, did in you? the tunnel. I mean, I thought that was all. I don't know. But if it works for you, then you fine, did le left sock first goes. or right sock first, Micah? Left sock first, always. Really? If I put my really? right on, for it didn't feel right. Mm. And one time I put the. Uh... Surely socks <laughs> just feel like socks. <laughs> No, it didn't. It's it sort of. I think I've got OCD as well. If I, I, I'm, I'm quite like this, this annoying me. This paper, get it right, Gary. Oh, sorry, it's, it's, I'm just the questions. Is that not neat enough for yeah. you? Oh, there sorry. we go. Sorry, yeah, it's perfect. Go. If I yeah, it had to be left foot um, mm. and a captain's armband. 
I, I couldn't wear it on my right arm. It always had to be left side. I have to say, I was I was terrible, terribly superstitious, I, which was weird because I I don't believe in any of that nonsense. Um, but I I was ridiculous. Well, you did it. I did lots of lots of different things, right? So like what? I, um, I'd pretty much get ready in the in the same order and uh, pretty much every game. Um, I'd drive to the game in a in a certain way, and if I'd if I scored, I'd continue on that route until. I didn't score, and then I'd take a like a little detour to change my luck. Um, in the in the pre, <laughs> this is embarrassing. In the pre-match build-up, I would um, never ever shoot at goal. I don't I get that. Well, I don't want to waste one uh, if it went yeah. in. So I I I remember once I kicked a ball to someone and they missed it, and it started rolling towards the goal and I ran back and, and cleared it off the line in, a, in the warm-up just because I thought uh, um, I would if I scored in the first half I wouldn't change my shirt at half time if I didn't score I would change my shirt if I was in a bad patch where I'd perhaps gone three games without a goal I would get my hair cut so if you saw me with long hair like um, Harland, uh, you know I'd been in a rich vein of form. And then towards the latter stages of my career, I, I, I actually worked out that being superstitious was unlucky. Oh, really? That was a joke. <laughs> I would remember how to play, I would remember to play football. <laughs> oh, honestly, it's, it was, I think all it was, though, is really is, is get yourself in a good frame of mind so you're confident. So even if you're having a, a, a negative run, things are not going well. If you can do something, you go, well, actually, I'm going to be fine now. It's, it's complete codswallop, I know. But, but what if you was bald, like Alan? And he was going I, through a bad patch? If I was bald, I wasn't if bald I was when bald, I was playing. If I was bald with these ears... God, I look ridiculous. With uh, what? With these ears I've got. Yo, he's with going what? on the E. Yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> Yeah, 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 he's too, he's... <laughs> oh, dear. Sorry. So anyway, right. Next question. This is from Pete Strong Poet. Have you seen Dear England at the National? And what does Gary think of his onstage portrayal? Um, that's on. That's the theatre, the National. Did you know that, Michael? I was. Yeah, I was confused. You're, you're Dear theater. England. Yeah, it's it's a um, it's a play by James Graham. Um, which I've have been to see. Um, it's terrific, actually. Um, it's very enjoyable. It kind of it talks about the Southgate era and how he's changed things. Um, and if you remember, he did the letter to the public, didn't he, Dear England? And that's kind of where it comes from. So it takes takes you from the fact when you know there was no confidence in the England team and nobody liked them, and then it takes you through the tournaments and until that thing that that the, the footballers are popular again. Um, and there's some brilliant performances um, on the stage in that particular one. Um, asking me what what I think of... I, I'm actually almost like the narrator in it. It's not actually me. It's the actor playing me. And he he's actually... Is he good? He's got me quite good. He's really good, actually. And, I'm, and then I met him afterwards. After And, and um, I was with my friend, and my friend said to him, was, was it a bit weird doing it with... like? Gary in the audience and he and he went honestly mate I said I was so nervous he wow. said I was uptight to get it right but um so it was it, it's it's I recommend it if you, you get the chance I think it's moving into um from the national into into the west so he got big lugs as well as he <laughs> well I think he, he probably put false ones on in a wig he had a wig a, great, a, a, sil, a silver wig a, 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah recommended um, if you get the chance to, to see that uh, right for Ben Walton is asking what is the favourite shirt swap that you've made did you used to do that Ooh, 
I wasn't a big one. I got, I've got a few. Um, Del Piero. Uh, he's very good. Yeah, got got Del Piero's. Yeah. Thierry mm. Henry. But a Carlos. Thierry. Thierry Henry. My hero. Yeah. What more do you want than yeah. that? That's Thierry. not bad. Yeah. You? Um, I didn't. I didn't do much. I mean, I swapped them, but without really knowing what they do. But I think um, the interesting one was was. Um, Ruggieri, who was one of the central defenders for Argentina in the 1986 Hand of God game, and I, I, I swapped shirts with with him, and I, it, I, it's in my mind because during the World Cup in Qatar, um, because I'm in, they quite like me in Argentina because I'm so pro Maradona and so pro Messi, and I was wandering into before we were going to film one of the games, like quarter final or something. I think Argentina were playing, and and we were doing the game. And I walked past, and I, somebody shouted from this stage where they were filming. Uh, it was outside the ground, but they were, you know, doing some pre-match warm-up. And this guy's going, Gary, Gary, and I'm looking up, and I'm going, I know that face, I know that face. And he says, Come up, sir. I went, Okay, I'll, I'll come. I thought, That's Ruggieri. I played it. I'm like the Argentinian I played with all those years ago. And um, he came up and he went, hi, hi, how are you? And then I realised we were actually on air live in Argentina. I had no idea. I was talking in, doing it in Spanish. So and um, and he started to tell me. He says, you know, we changed shirts after the game. He said, yeah. He said, he said I was the only player in that game that was with the Argentinian side that was really disappointed. He said, because our manager, he said, before the game, we've got to stop Lineker scoring. And Ruggieri, if you do it, I'm going to give you 50 pounds whatever dollars whatever it was and he's and obviously i scored towards the end even though we lost so he said and it, so it's quite so that's why i remembered that that shirt ex, it's a nice story that nice story nice story nice story there's never my... ever going to be a better shirt swap than steve hodge and maradona that is very very true in fact it, who which in, enraged some of the dressing room at the time they're going why are you why are you doing with this shirt you just cheated us out of the game and all this people are having a real pop at Oji, but you got the last laugh. Last laugh. Just and, a bit. And on that note, we'll have a break. The NBA playoffs are here. And we all know playoff mode is a thing. Listen to the evidence. Playoff crowds are going wild. Playoff players are lighting up the court. Even the speakers are in playoff mode. Okay, we'll take it down a notch. But just a notch. Because this is the turn it up to 11 NBA playoffs. Playoff mode is clearly a thing. The NBA playoffs presented by Google Pixel continue on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome back to the Rest is Football uh, question time uh, with me, Gary Lineker, uh, Alan Shearer and Micah Richards. And I've got one here from JPTL. Uh, what was the worst digging out you got from a fellow player? And what was the reason context? Did you ever get Ooh. everyone have a pop at you on the pitch? One of your teammates, I think he's talking about. On on the pitch or in... Did they say on on the pitch? On off it anywhere it doesn't matter. Ooh, that's a, I love mm. these questions. Keep mm. them coming. They're making mm. you think. 
Um, I, I, I had loads from teammates where I probably should have passed to them and I didn't. Mm. Shot instead. Yeah, did you? Um, yeah, anyone in particular? Um, I think I think most of my most of my yeah, <laughs> my partners up front would have had that would have had that criticism. To be honest, um, you shot from everywhere, didn't you? <laughs> I did try and shoot a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was only one where the, so we was playing last game. Uh, Mancini had been sacked at that time, and Brian Kidd was the manager. Uh, we was playing at home against uh, Norwich, I think it was. I was playing at centre-half in, in this game and Sammy, Sammy Nasri came towards the ball, but I didn't play him. I picked someone else and he kept throwing his hands up, you know, like disrespectfully. And I was like, what are you doing? So there's a there's actually an image of me and him walking, like Norwich attacking down one side and I'm walking towards Nasri. Mm-hmm. And we just go in like head to head in the middle of the pitch <laughs> while the game's going on. But apart from that, that's the only. Well, that's pretty good. Kid. Yeah, that was that was pretty. I would yeah. try try get anything near. happen. Um, no, just just as it, as we was mm-hmm. getting really close, we stopped and he thought, oh, I'm not sure I want mm-hmm. big meeks. Do you know what I mean? I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure I want big meeks. But he's like one of my best mates. But it was just that split moment where I didn't pass to him. Mm-hmm. He got frustrated. I, I used to have fallouts with Gazza all the time. Oh. Because he, he, I mean, he was brilliant, and lo- I love Gaza to bits, and, and I always will. But sometimes, as a striker, he was frustrating because he'd, he'd beat three men, and then he, he'd, you know, the only time he'd ever give you the ball really was if he, you had no choice but to give it him straight back, <laughs> um, which was which was a sign of how good he was in, in many ways. But perhaps the, the most amusing one was that we played at Main Road. Yeah, that was, oh, that's Manchester City's yes. old ground. I don't know whether you know that, Micah. And um, we were playing a game there for for Spurs, and I used to part of my pre-match routine. <laughs> it's another another bizarre. It wasn't. This was not a superstition. This was because I was always a bit stiff in the legs and stuff. I used to have a little hot bath, like just for two minutes, hot water, stretch my hamstrings, get out, get ready, go out, warm up, come back. So. Um, obviously, at some grounds they had little small baths, and some of them they had in those days with big those big communal ones, which you'd all get in after the game, which strikes me as bizarre, really. But anyway, so on those on the grounds that had big baths, I used to the first thing I did when I got to a ground was look to see what the bath situation was. So at Main Road, it was a big one, so I've I've, I've put it on hot water, um, filled it up, get in, stand there, did a, in the big ones you just stand there, did a few stretches, thighs, hamstrings, calves, and all that. Are you, bo- are you bollico at this time or you got your slips on here? Are you no, naked? No, or? I'm bollico. I don't, I've never heard that phrase, but I think you mean bollock naked. Yeah, yeah bollico. Yeah, not, I'm not going to go in there in my shorts, am I? They're going to get soggy. So anyway, so anyway, so I stretch for, for two minutes and Gazza walks in to the, to the, to the and he goes, hey, you're always doing that. It's like, I'm, I'm not going to try and do a Geordie accent. Al, don't worry. Um, well, or maybe I will. And he, he says, you always do that. Why, you know, why do you do it? I said, well, I'm always a bit stiff and I just a quick stretch and it just makes me feel better before I warm up. He went, I might try it. I went, yeah, do it. I said, just, you know, a couple of minutes, quick stretch, bosh, out you get. So I get out, he jumps in. I go out, get my kit on, go out onto the pitch. I do 15, 20 minutes of a warm up. came back in, put my shin pads on. Last thing I always do is have a pee before you play. So I go back into the bathroom and I look in and Gaza is still in the bath. He's been in there for 20 minutes. He's got the water up to his neck like this and it's boiling up and his face looked like a strawberry. I'm going, I went, oh, for fuck's sake, don't tell me you've been in there since I left. He went, 
way, eh? It's grit. <laughs> so I went, oh, for Christ's sake. So we go out We go out onto the pitch, right? So we play in the first half. We're all over the shop. And he's having he's having one. And he's going, oi, links, links. What have you done? What have you done to me? I'm all giddy, Lake. I'm all giddy. And... <laughs> I, honestly, this is true. So we get in at half time. I think we're two down or something. And, and we sit down in the dressing room and, and Terry Venables has gone, Gazza, what's the matter with you? He went, it's Linnigus' fault. He told me to have a bath and I'm all dizzy and I can't eat. <laughs> oh, absolute shambles. That was, it really was. Yeah, Absolutely brilliant. He was a one-off, that boy. I'm sure we'll have many Gaza stories from all of us, but the, well, certainly Alan and myself um, over the forthcoming episodes. Uh, we've got a question from Lee Connor. Which players have you played with which on the very first day of training you knew... They were a different class. Easy. David Silva, he was next level in training. He just had the way he handled the ball, the way he laid it off. And we know technically he was going to be very good because we knew Silva before. But he was just the one player who was like, I couldn't believe we got him. He was next level. And and you, you've you told us before on, on the Match of the Day Top 10 podcast, which we, we also do together for, for on BBC Sounds. Um, that he likes a beer or two. He loves a beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the fans want to know. He absolutely <laughs> loves yeah. a, a beer. And there's, there's loads of stories, but, you know, there's no rush with it. I'll tell the, the stories going forward because a lot of people have heard certain bits before, but... He, he's he's one of the lads, let's just yeah. say, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Alan? Matt Letizia for me, yeah. when I, uh, we were apprentices together and I went down there and our first training session, I thought, wow, he's just outrageously good. And he didn't care whether it came off or not. He did the same thing again and tried and tried. But technical ability was just unbelievable. Matt Letizia. I, I'll go with Gaza again. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, he was ext- extraordinarily talented and um, yeah. it would have to be him, I think, has made the mm. biggest impression on me. Last question uh, from Bella. Do any of you have any regrets when it comes to signing for a team or not signing for a team? Well, that's obviously... Not I for me. Uh, no, no regrets about Manchester United and all the trophies you might have been able to win, Alan. Not genuinely, though. Genuinely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No. Yeah, I'm more than happy with the, with my decisions. Um, in fact, if I had the same decision to make, I would do exactly the same thing. I loved my ten years at Newcastle, despite us not winning anything. It was amazing, so I wouldn't change anything. Are you are you telling the truth, there, Alan? <laughs> Micah, what? <laughs> you know, like I observe people's body language, and when he was telling that story, then your body language was off. Like it was a hint of, uh, I'm not telling the to, truth stick here. Stick to being a fucking pundit then and not a body language expert. <laughs> what about you, Gary? Um, no regrets to where I went, but I, 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 was, I was really disappointed. with the, in, in the second season at, at Barcelona, I had a really great first season. The second season was, was started with Terry Venables losing his job after about three or four games, ridiculously early decision. Um, but Luis Aragonés came in and it was, it, was, it was still going well, but halfway through the season, um, we got contacted or tapped up um, by Inter, Inter Milan, right? So, and they were, they were a really good team at the, at, at the time. They got Mateus and, and Bremer and they were looking for, you were only allowed three foreign players in Italian football then, and they were looking for a striker. 
Um, so I ended up having a sneaky meeting with um, Trapattoni in some, Stuttgart, I think it was. Um, we met there, like halfway house sort of thing. And we met, and he gave me like the club shirt and the badges and all these things and a, a club tie and all this. So I took them all back, but it didn't happen. It, the, the Barcelona wouldn't accept the fee. Um, they wanted to keep me, so so it didn't happen. And the reason I was disappointed because what happened then was instead of me, they got Jurgen Klinsmann and bought him. The, so they had the three Germans. They won two or three Syrias. They did really well. Super successful side. Scudettos, I think, um, is uh, actually the name. So I always thought, oh, if only. I always fancied playing um, in Italian football, and and Italy. That was a big league. Uh, back in the day then. I mean, it's still a big league, but it, it was the place where uh, lots of the superstars went back then. Not that I was one, obviously. I think um, we're out of time. Um, thank you so much once again for all your uh, questions. Um, they've uh, certainly made us think and um, some of them have made us laugh as well. And Micah, Alan, um, thank you very much. Um, we'll speak soon, no doubt. Goodbye all.